Welcome to Simplifying Life Through Technology. On today's episode, our Chief Executive Officer, Mark DiPietro, will be discussing home automation. Home automation. One of my favorite topics. Explain to us, what is home automation? So, Andrew, there's a lot of different terms that describe the same thing. Probably the two most common are home automation and smart home. Just a different term to mean the same thing. And what that is, is anything that can be automated to happen without you actually doing it. Anything that you do on a repetitive basis, whether it's turning on a light or arming an alarm Mm -hmm. or anything that you do on a repetitive basis can be automated and part of a smart home or part of a home automation platform. What is home automation? So kind of like I was just alluding to, you can use it in a number of different ways. It really can be designed and implemented to actually enhance the way you live. Again, if you think about anything that you do repetitively every single day, you can have your home automatically do that. And it can be triggered by a bunch of things. And I know we're going to get in that in a little, Mm -hmm. but it can be by time or event like you walking into a room or opening a door, arming or disarming a security system, anything. So how you can use it is kind of up to how you actually live. And then typically what we find with our customers is as they get more comfortable with it and they go, oh, wow, I didn't know that that existed. Then you can increase or do more things with it because Mm -hmm. your mind starts to open up to different possibilities. When you come into our experience center, which we are a certified control for showroom, which means that we have a ton of automation in here. One of the things and kind of one of the paramount things that we talk about is what possibilities, what options are out there to open up our customers' minds Mm -hmm. to just know that this even exists. We find that most of our customers don't really know all the different things that they can do with it. Right. So again, really more how our customer lives and we tailor it to that. So when people come in looking to automate their home, what are they typically looking to do? A lot of times they don't know what they want to do, but if they do know what they want to do, it's typically these, again, repetitive tasks. Like for example, if you go to bed at nine o'clock every night and one of the things that your wife or your significant other asks is, did you turn off all the lights? Mm -hmm. Common one. Did you shut the garage door? Common one. Did you arm the alarm? Common one. Well, the system can be triggered by that time, nine o'clock at night. And don't get caught up in the time. It could be any time. It could be dusk, which changes every day Mm -hmm. based on an astronomical clock. So it could be 90 minutes before dusk, because of the way your house sits. Mm -hmm. And so depending on which way it faces, your house might stay brighter longer, or it might get dimmer because the sun is in a different angle with respect to your house. Back to our example, at nine o'clock, it can turn off all the lights. Mm -hmm. It can arm the alarm. It can shut the garage door. It can do any of that stuff. Sounds convenient to me. Absolutely convenient. Yes. What can be controlled through home automation? There's so many different things that can be controlled. Home automation originally started 
with a security system. Mm-hmm. And the reason it started with a security system was because the security system knew a lot of things just inherently. Obviously, it knew if it was armed or disarmed. But it also knew when a door opened or closed because you had a door contact on that door. So if someone broke in and opened that door, the alarm went off. Mm-hmm. In the same sense, the alarm knows the doors open or closed. Motion detectors, very, very common in homes. Well, motion detectors originally for security systems were there. So if somebody broke in, it sensed motion and set the alarm off. Right. Great. But motion detectors know anytime somebody walks by them. So when somebody walks by them, you can trigger other events based on motion. Very, very common. A really popular one is late at night, get up to go to the bathroom. You walk into the bathroom, you need a little bit of light, but you really kind of don't want to totally wake up. Right. So we do a lot of times, and I have this in my house, one of my favorites is it will turn the light on to 10%. Oh. It starts a timer for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You don't touch anything. Just walk in, go to the bathroom, go back to bed. Five minutes later, light shuts off. And that's motion sensor? It's triggered by motion, so it only comes wow. on when it senses motion in the bathroom. Now that's convenient. I'll give you another one, folks with small kids. Maybe they get up and they have, maybe it's night terrors, or maybe they just get up and want to go get a glass of milk or something. Mm-hmm. A motion detector can also light a path of light from the child's room to the parent's room or to the kitchen or to whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when the child comes out of his or her room and the motion detector senses them, it can do that pathway of light that takes them where they want to go. So it enhances the lifestyle by creating comfort in that instance with the child. Right. So you asked about what can be automated. I talked about security systems. Clearly I talked about lights there. Mm-hmm. Another way that's getting really popular to control a home automation or smart home is through voice. This has got a bunch of different tentacles to it. And there's people that are on different sides of the fence of it, but I just want to talk about the possibility of it. Okay. Everything that can be triggered through like the touch of a button on a keypad where you come in and you press a button and it turns a series of lights on, for example. This is something that happens a lot in the kitchen. So we walk in a kitchen and a lot of times there's four, five, six light switches there. Mm -hmm. Now, when we do a home from the beginning, we can actually put one keypad and get rid of what we call wall acne. We can have one keypad and that keypad, instead of having six switches there, you have scenes. So maybe you have a cooking scene, entertain scene. Mm -hmm good night scene. And you actually can see a lot of this in our showroom here. You can experience it, but by touching a button, it can affect say six lights at a time. You can also do that with voice, just like you would touch something, whether it's a remote, a keypad, a phone, a tablet, whatever. You could also trigger something from voice and say, Hey, turn on the cooking scene. Mm -hmm. And when you turn on the cooking scene, the same thing would happen as if you touched the one button that triggered the six different lights. And this could be the same thing throughout your home. So it's more dependent on how our customers actually live with it. It can be a tablet. It can be a phone if that's their mode of communication. If they like voice, great. If they don't, it doesn't have to be in there at all. If you want the tactile, hey, I want to touch a button or I want a touch screen because I want to see it, it can be done that way too. There's a bunch of different ways as we've touched on, but I just wanted to mention that voice was one of them. Well, quick question with voice control. Is it phrase sensitive or voice sensitive? Do you have to set everyone's voice within the systems for it to pick up? Man, two great questions. Yes, 
on the first part about phrase. phrase. It is very phrase dependent. And that's one of the cons of voice control is you got to remember the phrase. Mm. A lot of times if you don't use it, mm-hmm. it's out of your mind. And then the one time you try to use it, it doesn't work and you get frustrated. <laughs> we do hear that. Zach, our CSO likes to say, uh, we like to be on the cutting edge of technology, not the bleeding edge. Voice is kind of in between that right now. Okay. As far as the different intonations, whether it's a you know man, woman, child, adult, that kind of thing, different dialects, different accents, whatever. Right. Different systems handle those different ways. There are some systems out there that actually learn independent voices and know that it's, you know, the woman of the home or the man of the home or whatever. Right. And you can actually do different things based on that. Really? The other thing that's cool with some of the more advanced voice systems out there is that when they're set up, they actually know what room they're in. So a lot of times your phrase has to include where you are. Like I want to start music in the great room. Some systems you can just say, play Adele and it knows that you're in the great room. And so it starts it in the great room. And that's another kind of a pro for having a professional installation versus a DIY is that a lot of the DIY products that are out there, they work, Mm -hmm. but you have to do a little bit more work. And sometimes you have to identify where you are or someone with a different voice. It may not pick them up. Kind of like if you have an iPhone and you use Siri you right. Know, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Right. Like mine just woke up cause I said the name, right. but if you said it, it wouldn't. Right. Right. So it's the same kind of thing. What about when guests come into your home? Would they be able to voice control the system if they knew what key phrases to say? The answer sometimes it depends on the system that you use okay. and some of the more advanced systems. And when I say advanced, that does mean more expensive, right. just to be clear, but <laughs> what you get for paying a little bit more money, privacy is one that comes up all the right. time being able to isolate or know what room you're in. You don't have to tell it and being able to, yes, isolate or limit Mm -hmm. who can use the system through voice. And a good example would be a lot of voice systems. You have to override if you want to disarm an alarm, you can do it, but you have to tell it, you know, do that. So there's an application where limiting who can do that is as important as being able to do that. Later, we're going to touch on over-automation being a con, and there's another one right there. That's a cool feature Mm -hmm. to be able to walk in and go, alarm, disarm. Like, sounds awesome. Right. Until somebody breaks in. And says alarm, disarm. And says alarm, disarm. (laughs) And then they have free will into your house. Right. So you just have to plan. That makes sense. I'll give you another one that are very, very popular. Thermostats. We can do all kinds of automation with thermostats. They can be set back based on time of day. Like we like to sleep when it's a little cooler. Mm -hmm. So at that nine o'clock at night, it can turn the thermostat for the bedrooms down. Really? Back up during the day. When you leave, it can set back the thermostats to save on energy. Right. When you go on vacation, all kinds of things with thermostats. That's amazing. Door locks. That's another one that's super popular. So door locks, we see them all the time with things like Nest and Ring and Hellos and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The door locks can be automated in such a way that, you know, people don't need keys anymore. They come up and there's a keypad. Mm -hmm. Well, that's one form of automation. But the other thing is, if they leave, did they lock the door? Well, the system can actually check and it can say, hey, after a certain event, after the alarm's armed, Mm -hmm. it could be 
in a geofence with your phone. So once your phone is two miles from your house, It'll it lock. can check the door locks or anything you want it to do. Turn off the lights, whatever. In this case, it could check the door locks. And if it's unlocked, it'll lock it. And if it's locked, it won't do anything. So you say on your phone, it'll sense from your phone. Is your phone what can be used to control these automations? There's a technology called geofencing. Mm -hmm. And geofencing is a fancy word for whatever device like a phone. It puts a virtual fence around your home. And that virtual fence can be spread as far as you'd like it. So let's say it's two miles. Mm -hmm. So anytime you go outside of the two miles, the phone travels outside the two miles, then the phone's outside of two miles. What do you want me to do? Might be nothing. Right. But it might be, hey, I want you to check and make sure the doors are locked. Mm -hmm. The other thing is when you come back into that fence, so now you go to work, you come back into that fence, so now you're two miles from your home. You could have it do things like, hey, email my wife, I'm going to be home in five minutes. Hey, wow. unlock the doors because I'm coming home or open the garage door or whatever you want it to do. Then you asked about, is the phone the way to control the system? And it is a way to control the system. Yes. Okay. You can have a bunch of different ways, whether it's a keypad, whether it's a touchscreen, mm -hmm. whether it's any phone, tablet, computer, anything like that. So there's a bunch of different ways to control the system, but yes, phones are one. And you can use all of those at the same time. Like I can use my phone, but then go home and use the keypad or use my iPad. Sure. And all this is in real time. So once I press a button on the phone, for example, to turn a light on, mm -hmm. that response is instantaneous. So now if I look at my computer, my tablet, my watch, whatever, it is all updated in real time. So you awesome. know the lights on or you know the garage doors open. Right. One of the things that separates DIY from a professional installation is a really cool little thing called experience buttons. And what experience buttons do is imagine you actually see a garage door mm -hmm. and you see whether that door is open or closed. So one of the challenges with home automation was it's cool if I'm standing there and I turn a light on and I see it come on because I'm in the room. Right. But what if I'm a thousand miles away and I press the button, how do I know the light's on? I'm not there. Right. Or better yet, how do I know it's off? And did I just turn it off? Did it turn it on? Like, what Am happened? I going to keep clicking it? And, and, right. and then, and and then off, on, where and am I? Right. So what experience buttons do is it actually has a light bulb that lights oh. up when it's on and turns off when it's off. So instead of clicking the word, you're actually clicking the light bulb and it's telling you its state instantaneously. And it's showing you that action. Yes. And wow. so that is one of the things that separates, in some instances, mm -hmm. a professional installation and DIY. Now, there are some DIY products that do that. I don't want to say that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. But it is 100% of the time at a professional job. Makes sense. Well, this concludes part one of Simplifying Life Through Home Automation. Tune in next time for part two. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about SoundVision at soundvisionlakenorman.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SoundVisionLKN. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at SoundVisionLLC. 